Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was sitting there and, uh, you know, things come to your mind. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, shared with Pastor Mark, uh, I believe that we as a church need to surrender. Uh, this morning, the, you know, anytime there's change, the Holy Spirit comes in a dramatic way. And I don't know if you noticed it this morning, but the praise and worship, the Holy Spirit is here. He's here. And so, you know, I come from the streets, so I wasn't in the church like most of you. And so I told you discotheques, you know, so the song by the Staples came to mind. He said, I'll take you there. And I think that's what the Holy Spirit is saying this morning. I will take you there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, we were going to begin with the end in mind. Stevie Covey said, begin with the end in mind. As teachers, we uh, know where we want to go, so we bring in students and pastors. They're doing the same thing. They try to take you somewhere. And, you know, they see the end that they're looking for you. The Holy Spirit sees the end that he has for you. So we're going to start with, uh, with Philippians 4, 8, where he said, Finally, brethren, sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That's a lot to cover, you know. So God wants us to surrender. Surrender means to cease resistance to the enemy, our opponent, and submit to their authority. God wants us under his authority, and we can't be under his authority and the world authority at the same time. Most of us are saved. But God desires more than just being saved. We call and he answers. He calls and the ball game is more important. The steak dinner is more important. But he's won the same response that he gives. A lot of times we say, well, he's late. No, he's never late. He's always on time. Many times we have to wait on him to finish doing what he's doing. God's plan supersedes our plans. God is able to fund his plan. plan. Many times we can't fund our plan. We got to borrow money, do this, do that. First Peter 2 9 says, 2 9 and 10 says, But you are a chosen generation. And I'm reminding you of who you are. You're a chosen generation. You are a raw priesthood. 
a holy nation, his own special people that you are called, that you proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness. We all been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who, want, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not attained mercy, but now we have attained mercy. So we need to submit to God. Submit to God. You know, our school of ministry leader, the late Billy Godwin, used to always say, if you can't swim, it doesn't matter if you're in six feet of water or 600 feet. So why not? Let's go all in. And what does that mean? That means that we got to trust God. You know, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We all are seeking freedom. And this, what I'm talking about this morning, come from me going to the Freedom Conference a few weeks ago, and I've gone through the Freedom Conference several times. And since some of y'all won't come to the Freedom Conference, I'm going to bring some of the Freedom Conference to you. Okay? In the business world, it said bring people to the meeting. And if it's good stuff, you bring the meeting to the people. And this is good stuff. We need to be set free. And I'm hoping that this will lead you into wanting to be a part of a small group. You know, in small groups, you build relationships. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. My teddy bear brother back there, 35 years ago, he and I had a prayer group together. And we call each other all the time. In case y'all know who my teddy bear brother is, that's Joe McDowell. Joe and I have been tight a long time. I see my bishop here too. I won't call him up. You want me to call y'all bishop? He said no. <laughs> Curtis Boat right now, we have this little thing. We even do it in public. We went to school of ministry together, so he called me the Pope and I called him the bishop, you know. <laughs> hey, you know. Moving right along. Freedom. The power or right to act, speak, or think at one once without hindrance or restraint. The state of not being in prison. Not being in prison. See, a lot of things we're doing keeping us held back. The spaceship... You know, when it leaves Cape Canaveral and it gets so far up in the air, out of the atmosphere, into the stratosphere, what does it do? What does it do? It releases what it don't need. And that's where we are. We're going to look at a couple of things that we need to release this morning. And see, it's so general that's going to touch everybody. You know, and when I was doing this, uh, 
I heard, well, you need to do three things. Now, don't just do one, two, three. I said, okay, I got it. Uh-huh. You have to be listening. The bottom line of this church is that we want you to, most of you know God, but we want you to find that freedom. Without the freedom, then you can't move forward. You know, don't shout me down if they say. And once you find your freedom, then you can discover your purpose. Once you discover your purpose, you can make a difference. See, I make a difference everywhere I go. I go to California, I make a difference. I go to Ohio, I make a difference. Because I do what I do. I don't try to be somebody else. I went to, uh, no, I ain't going to tell y'all that. <laughs> well, I am. I went to a wedding in Tampa. Uh, one of my daughters, she's background is Czech. So, you know, not too many people of color there, you know. So all these people would ask me, well, how do you know her? And I would tell them. And she, then they would ask her, how do you know him? And the mama said, they communicate each week. And then the next day, they said, well, how do you know, man? I said, you know, get a life. <laughs> like I said, so I, I want to give <coughs> credit so I don't sound like I'm stealing something. I used to do that for a living, but, you know, I got saved. Huh? So we're going to talk about three things that are going to help us to catapult into 2024. We're going to talk about the spirit of pride. We're going to talk about the spirit of mammon. We're going to talk about unhealthy relationship. And I'm going to only touch on this because all of these in itself can be a, a semester, you know, to get into it deeper. The spirit of pride, worship of oneself, humanism, the spirit of mammon, spirit of greed and selfishness. You know, we think about the rich young ruler when Jesus comes to him. Jesus never asked you to do something that you don't already have. You know, you know he asked Jesus, what do I need to be saved? You know, this and that. And Jesus said, well, go sell all you got and come with me. He went on. I, I believe we'll see him in heaven because I believe he thought about it. You know, is it really? Because in the Ecclesiastes, talk about, you know, what does it profit me to have all this stuff? And somebody else come behind me, and they gonna enjoy it, huh? You be in heaven looking down and say, oh, "I didn't want them to drive that car." So <laughs> daddy left me this car. Daddy left me this money. Spirit of pride. Let's talk about pride. First off, let's talk about Jesus. Jesus is all about humility. Even when he was hanging on the cross, when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know? But we want to hold on to things. C.S. Lewis said, through pride, the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every vice. 
It's the complete anti-God of man. Ways that pride manifests itself. Lust for power, selfishness, self-centered approach to life. Life is all about me. A worldly focus marked with competition and comparison. You know, they got a Ferrari, I got a Jaguar. They got a house on the island, I got one in the mountain. You know, what difference does it make? Striving for advancement with impure motives, jealousy, anger. Jealousy, anger are often present. Now let's do some of these questions to see do some of these, you know, I already know that some of these going to hit you, you know, you're going to say, oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> then you are not being truthful. <laughs> I didn't want to call you a liar, not being truthful. <laughs> Am I easily offended? Am I independent? I do it by myself. Do I have little or no dependence on the Holy Spirit? Ouch. Is my life marked by strife, division? Do I have trouble with authority? I don't. Where my son at? There he is back there. He's in authority. He called me weekly to make sure I'm. Do I struggle with repentance? Yeah. Am I self-exalted, unwilling to admit wrongdoing? Do I receive criticism or correction well? Do I quickly turn criticism back on the other person? Am I fueled by impatience? I am. I went to Willis the other day. That line was too long. Uh, I'm just being truthful. I want me a pork chop sandwich and all them people in line. I left. I went around the corner because I know a little ghetto shop around the corner sell pork chop. So I went there. But I did go back two days later, you know. <laughs> we can make our lives about reputation, reputation, our position, our possessions, our bodies, or we can make our lives about Jesus and eternal treasures. Humility. And uh, I was sharing with Pastor Mark, I need to get a clean it. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> Thank you. I've been battling stuff too, you know, ever since I told Pastor Mark, yes. <laughs> I want to quit hanging around Pastor Mark. No, I love Pastor Mark. I'll do, you know, all I can, when I can. Pride will say to us, you don't need to go down there for prayer or what will people think. And I was sharing with Pastor Bart the other day. I said, you know, this is the laboratory down here. You do the lab work down here. The other Sunday, Pastor Mark Anthony pleaded, said, come down here. And we went to Grandis. We went to uh, Shane's. We went and did our thing. And I felt many of you are missing the opportunity to come, huh? 
If you can't do it in here, you can't do it out there. They'll chew you up and spit you out. Whatever sin you got, some of us already have been through it. You know, I'm glad that we have Pastor Black, Pastor Bart, that say, you know, I wasn't drunk, you know, guys that was in it. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know. You know, be real. People need real stuff. You know, quit sugarcoating it. If you're hurting, you know, you need to come down or get with someone and say, hey, can you pray with me? If you don't know him, you know, ask Pastor Bob. You know, he'll tell you, you know, ladies, if it's something, you know, you, don't, you need to share with another lady. We can direct you. There are plenty of ladies in here that can help you. But we got to quit. And then you go out here and you hurt. You hurt physically. You hurt emotionally. And you can't get over it. So let's reject pride and memory and unhealthy relationship. No longer are we going to bind to the lies of the enemy. Instead, we're going to believe God's truth. God will move powerfully in our lives through a humble heart. We open up our hearts. You know, when we pray to God, he already know about it. Let me say that again. When you pray to God, he already know about it. Oh, let me try this out. When you pray to him, he already know about it. You think he don't? And he still loves us. He still loves us. You know, he don't say, well, you know, I was going to give you an allowance, but you sorry, rascal, I didn't give you nothing. <laughs> like, um, he's there with his arms wide and said, I love you, I love you. Consequences of pride. Pride robs us of experiencing all that God has for us. What God says about our pride, he's very clear. God and James... Four six, God opposes the proud, but give grace to the humble. Proverbs sixteen eighteen, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Bottom line, pride will cause our destruction. Now we're gonna look at the sister to pride, which is mammon. In Matthew 6, 24, it said, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And what is mammon? Mammon is greed. The God of greed and selfishness. The root meaning of the word, to trust in riches. Let me be clear. Money is not evil, but it is the love of money that is evil. Greed causes misery and leads us into bondage. Proverbs 1.19 says, Such is the fate of all that are greedy for money. It robs them of life. You know, money can't buy your happiness. Money can't buy your love. Money can't buy you peace. 
you know, it's a good thing to have. As Elder Ede said when we were talking about uh, money, you know, some people give it more to the waitress than they are to the church. Who said that? Oh, oh, oh man, she cute. Uh, everybody else come by, they saying the same thing. She going with a pocket full of money. In Luke 12, 15, Jesus said, watch out, be on your guard against all kind of greed. A man's life does not consist of the abundance of his possession. Because once we close our eyes, it's left behind. Proverbs 15:27. greed brings grief to the whole family. To the whole family. God wants us to have money and riches, but for not for the money and the riches to have us. First Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Proverbs 19.17 says, he, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back when he has given. If you don't know how to give to the poor, give it to loaves and fishes. They give to the poor. So see, indirectly you give it to them. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And then, <laughs> I thought I was finished with the mammon part. So when I was doing my research, I got to my favorite chair I had my cup of coffee, and the Holy Spirit told me something, and I just said, oh. And this one here now, it's going to hit y'all hard. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Yes. Because what are we doing? We're changing for 2024. Yes. All right. The Italian prophet. Did y'all know that that was our Italian prophet? Let's see, where all my scholars at? Y'all didn't know that that was an Italian prophet? The Jewish people were given, given riches. The Italian people took theirs. The Italian prophet, this is what he said. Do y'all know who the Italian prophet is? Malachi. Y'all said Malachi, but it's Malachi. <laughs> huh? Malachi. This is what Malachi said. Will a man rob God? And y'all gonna say, Henry, why are you saying that in here? Pastor Mark just talked about the tithe and offering. Because I'm gonna go through this and I'm gonna tell you what the Holy Spirit told me and might relate to you. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. This is what God is saying. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. When you're spending more money on your vices, then you're tithing. Ouch. 
But you say, in what way have you robbed? In tithes and offering. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even the whole nation. See, don't get mad at me now. The Holy Spirit gave this to me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Yeah, there might be food in my house. And try me now in this, said the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to contain it. Overflow. More than enough. This is what the Lord told me a few years ago. Because I don't get paid every week. So I would bring my tithe on the week I got paid. And I'd still do that. But he told me, he said, I don't want you to come to the house of the Lord empty-handed. The widow with the mites gave all she had. And you can take that Starbucks cup of coffee that you pay, that I pay $7 for because I like it, and you can bring it as a tithe or an offering. That's what the Lord told me. Now, the Holy Spirit might tell you something different. See, I get paid on the first of the month and the second Wednesday. So sometimes there are two weeks that there's no money that I get. But I can sacrifice something. He said, tithe and offering. If you're only doing 10%, then you shortchanging God. A lot of people tell me all the time. They tell me that all the time. Oh, I'm tithing, I'm tithing, I'm tithing. And then I said, well, how much you make a week? Well, I make $500 a week. Well, how much you tithing? Well, I put in 25. I said, that's not 10%. He said tithing offering, so you have to at least do 10% plus one penny to have offering. Huh? I went to the doctor one time, this is a true story. That's why I was driving the milk truck. And uh, he said, everything look good, Henry. I said, yes, sir. He's, and this was in January. He said, well, if you don't have nothing to eat by July, you'd be doing real good. <laughs> I said, Doc, I love you too. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll tell you another thing, Carl. Scrooge always tell his story about this. And uh, as I was doing this, the Holy Spirit brought it to my mind. I'm, I'm living on about 35% less than I did two years ago. And I'm happier. About two years ago, my children started talking to me. Ashley, my great, oldest granddaughter, said, and Liz, they said, why are you working to 12 o'clock at night? I didn't know. I was just, the Diane was going, I was just doing the do, you know. And then Chris came and he said, Pop, we, we need to talk. Talk about what? He said, Pop, why are you working so hard? Then he asked the question. He said, you doing it because Mama gone. He said, don't do that. He said, don't try to leave a bunch of stuff from here. This is what this is talking about. Y'all got some stuff you need to sell. 
you're going to leave it here for somebody else. You get fed here, you need to bring your tithes and offering. I'm just saying what the Holy Spirit said. You know, if y'all don't like me, y'all don't call me anyway, so it don't make no deal. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> Amen. And the last thing we're going to talk about, and you just told me just to just throw it out there, unhealthy relationships. Proverbs 110, my son, you do not consent. Let's, we as Christians, we got to be around people that think differently. You know, I, I'm thinking, uh, I know of two incidents where innocent people were just with somebody that robbed something. Guess what happened? When you get caught, everybody get the same sentence. You know? But I was the car driver. Okay. Accessory. Let's hang around people that have the right motives. And then the last one, which uh, Proverbs 5, 3 through 5, so this applies to women as well, because I deal with, uh, I, well, I deal with ladies across the United States. You know, they call me, that's why I say you got to let your light shine, you know. A lot of them from uh, Freedom Rider Organization, which is a secular organization, but people are looking for truth. Some of y'all told me one time, well, why you go to California? You know, my sweet, sweet friend that she's from California. California isn't all one thing. They got people that love the Lord. Huh? One of my little friends called me the other day. I was getting my hair cut, and she, she, she's a singer. And so she was singing, and I said, I'm in the barbershop. She said, I don't care. She said, tell the barber I love you. So I told the barber, I, he heard her. He said, well, we love, you we love you too, Henry. So, you know, just do what you do. For the lips of a immoral woman drips honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she's bitter than wormwood. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold to hell. And I'm going to try to wrap this up. Uh, these are just things that I think that we need to, to release. So we all stand with me. Let's pray a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. You're great. You're awesome. Lord, we thank you. What held us back in 2023 because we want to get out of the atmosphere like the spaceship. We want to get in the stratosphere, but we got to leave some things behind. Maybe not every one of these things touched you, but something out of this, no spirit of it, something out of this would touch everybody. You know, I ain't making it up. I'm not that smart enough to make up something like that. 
And I wouldn't want to tell a lie like that to stand before God. Say, All right, repeat after me. Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Please forgive me for the sins of pride, greed, and selfishness. I have rebelled against you, and I ask for your mercy. I turn today from the spirit of this world, from serving other gods, I reject the spirit of mammon. I surrender myself completely to you and submit my life to you. Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. It is only by your blood that I'm saved. I commit myself to you today. I give you everything. I give you my family. I give you my possessions, my goals and ambition, and all my position among people. Give me an eternal perspective and a generous spirit. I commit to put your agenda first in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You know, we never want to depart without, you know, there may, if everyone could just close your eyes for a second, please. Lord, I thank you that you're greater than anything we ever going to run against, Lord. Lord, I crushed the spirit of pride this morning. And a mammon and unhealthy relationships. And I say this morning, somebody might say, well, Henry, I don't even know if I'm saved. If that be you, if you just raise your hand with everybody with your eyes closed, I don't want to embarrass anybody. I saw that hand. Hallelujah. Can y'all just repeat after me? Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he was born of a virgin and that he was crucified, died, and raised again. And that he sits and intercedes for me. So I give my heart to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We don't want to rush this moment. I, the Holy Spirit is doing something unique in here. If the Lord has set you free from anything this morning, unashamedly, would you raise your hand? 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See, that old spirit of pride will tell you, you know, I'm not going to do that. But Jesus is, he already know all about it. From the deepest of things that you've done to the best of things you've done, he knows all about it. The Holy Spirit, I just ask that you show my brothers and sisters what they need to release. And then in Habakkuk, you know, it talks about write your vision. This afternoon, instead of eating a steak dinner, you might need to write your vision. He said, write it big so when you're running, you can see it. 2024 holds great possibilities. Great possibilities. So let's release now. And there are other things that I didn't even cover that the Holy Spirit showed you. If you need to release it, you need to release it. Time is getting short.